Hi everyone, I'm Maria Thea Harris and welcome back to Socialist Tuesday. Stay listening. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for joining us on Socialist Tuesday, where you'll find out what's coming up in the world of socialists. It's a sewing blog for everyone. Let's welcome back the Australian editor of Socialist, Chloe Reid. I know our listeners are looking forward to hearing from you today. Chloe, thanks for coming back on Socialist Tuesday again. No problem. It's good to be here. Thanks, Maria. (laughs) On the Socialist blog post, there's so many really good stories at the moment. Yeah, we've got a couple of kind of new series going and we've got a new editor and we've got a plan for November. So, yeah, there's quite a lot going on. Wow. I think we better open the floor to you. Tell us what's happening this week, Chloe. So before I go into this week, yeah, I think last time I was on, I talked about how we were looking for a plan for November. And so we put out a post because we were just feeling like we should be doing a theme month because technically we should be doing a theme month because we do them in like, you know, February, May, August, November. But also we knew that we hadn't done a mini challenge for a bit because we didn't do one that would usually have been one a couple of weeks ago if we we're going to do one. And then just this sense of... For us in Australia, we're, we've just started term four of school, so the last term of school. And it feels like this year has been the longest year ever. And it feels like we should be about a month away from the end of the calendar year. And yet, actually, we've still got a whole term of school. We've still got nearly a quarter of the year. You know, like, it just kind of all feels like it's a bit much. Hmm. So I wrote a quick post asking people what they thought. Not a poll or anything, not particularly scientific, but most people said... Do you know what? This time of year, after this year, I just want something a bit quick and easy. And can we go for like a mini challenge rather than a theme month? Yep. So we took that on board and our new editor, Renee, who is Miss Silly's Pants mm-hmm. on Instagram and on her blog. She was tasked with coming up with some ideas, looking at what we've done before. And in the end, where we settled was it's actually like a midi challenge because it's Normally our mini challenge is like four days and this is 10. So it's designed specifically so you get two weekends. So it starts on Wednesday of one week and finishes on Sunday of the next week. So it's about 10 days. And we decided T-shirts was the way to go. That really fits in with you know, Northern and Southern Hemispheres, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's kind of a bit universal. And it's another one of those things. I always think the best challenges that we do from a community engagement perspective are the ones where it's really easy to do it. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere and it's the depths of winter and you want to sew a t-shirt with, you know, the thumb hole things, you want to do one of those sorted. The challenge helps you do that. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere like us, you're heading into summer, you're starting to get the warm days, you want super short sleeves, possibly even sleeveless. 
you can do that too. If you hate tops and you like dresses, you can make a t-shirt dress. If you hate dresses and you only make tops, you can make a t-shirt, you know, and you can make them like a, you know, out of a drapey, silky kind of a fabric and that becomes more like a dressy top and you can make them out of a casual stripy top and it's, you know, like a t-shirt, right? So it's pretty universal. Hmm. And also activewear t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not that I'm in engaging much with my activewear, <laughs> but there, there will come a time. And then, then the other thing about it is we're always a bit conscious of the cost to engage, not just the cost kind of physical, you know, like monetary cost, but the cost of how much effort does it take me to do this thing? Mm. And so t-shirts are like about as basic as it gets, right? There are loads of free patterns. You can make them out of just about every fabric, although there'd be some odd results. As I said that, my eye landed on some corduroy in my stash and I was like, I feel like a corduroy t-shirt is not a great plan. But, you know, and you can make them on a normal machine. You don't need a yes. lot of expertise. They're pretty quick. You know, once you get, get them down pat a bit, you know, it's, a, it's an evening of sewing, not a week of sewing. So it's good. Yeah. You don't have to buy too many bits and pieces to make a decent t-shirt. That's right. Yeah, there's no fastenings or any shenanigans like that. So that's good. And then, of course, I have to confess my selfish, my selfish investment in this particular challenge, because I've one of my things this year, one of my like make nine, you know, kind of goals for this year. Yeah. Find a T-shirt pattern that I could just sort of make again and again that fit me like a, I've got a particular ready to wear T-shirt that I always just reach for when I want to feel casual, but I feel like it looks really nice on me. Yeah. And so I call it Mission TNT. <laughs> so yeah, selfishly, I'm heavily invested in this challenge and already have six blog posts worth of this one didn't work and this one did work, but it didn't have a V-neck because I'm a V-neck t-shirt person, not a round neck t-shirt person. So t-shirts is exciting for me. I agree. <laughs> I'm happy to have a V-neck and then getting that V-neck to work is my challenge. Yeah. So I've got, I've got one pattern that that's pretty close but the I feel like the binding around the neckline is just a bit too small and you end up with a few puckers here even if you press it even if you apply it really evenly so I'm sort of torn about do I continue to try loads of different patterns or do I just try actually making the binding longer on that neckline probably the latter but you know I like trying things too so it's good it becomes more scientific when you go down various paths right yeah, for sure. And then, of course, the other cool thing about T-shirts is the unisexness or lack of sexness for whatever, whatever, however you want to put it. You know, Friday Pattern Company, I think, have a gender-neutral T-shirt pattern. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, it's easy to make them for small children and dudes and people with boobs and people without boobs and, you know, all of that stuff. So I think that'll be a good one. And because we were going to make it instead of a theme month, but also for a bit of a longer period, we thought we would still do a few lead up posts. We're going to have probably like one a week until we start in the middle of November. And it'll be like, here's a roundup of loads of free patterns. Here's a roundup of loads of patterns that go to larger sizes or that have loads of options. There are some t-shirt patterns that are like, you can make all types of neckline you can make all sleeve lengths you can make all sort of lengths of the body and that kind of thing so if people are looking for either a particular thing or for it to be cheap or the most basic t-shirt ever hopefully we'll find things for them and then the odd i think some posts on you know like where to get fabric or where to particularly the neckline right the neck binding is pretty yeah. much a tricky thing and so yeah we'll have a series of lead-up posts but nothing too intensive and then the, the challenge itself which is all just us sewing t-shirts 
at all those lead up posts, they help with planning the best t-shirt or at least a t-shirt. That's right. Yeah. And I think particularly the number of, I didn't even realize till we started talking about it and I'm on my mission of finding my perfect t-shirt this year. There are so many free patterns. It's your standard. I'm a pattern company. I want to add, you know, if you subscribe to my newsletter, you get a free pattern. Hmm. Usually either a very basic skirt or a t-shirt. Actually, there's quite a lot out there. So it's good. Yeah. So that's sort of what happened since we last met. The only other thing would be we launched Textiles of the World more fully. And so you will have seen Montserrat's post on, I think they're called Molas. It's Mexican. The post is amazing. The way that she writes, the way that she describes the connection to clothing that people, that particularly the women who've made them and worn them have, the way that she speaks about the cultural significance of them, but without being like, terribly ponderous and like oh this is quite boring and tedious like there's a kind of energy to the post and a feeling of celebration I think that's lovely yeah and so from here we have a number of people who volunteered so they've emailed in and said I'd like to write about this fabric or that fabric so we're just organizing ourselves with them and then post coming up this week will be on the fabric of what I would call Laos but what Australians would often call Lao or Laos so I don't know what everybody around the world calls it. So that's our next post is on that. But you'll see probably every week to two weeks, there'll be a Textiles of the World post, you know, while we're kind of working our way through the, the volunteers and looking at different places around the world. So that's what's coming up on Friday this week. The research behind all of these posts are worthwhile because, you know, the Textiles of the World theme that you've got, it's not just surface stuff. It gives mm. you the history and... You're right. Montserrat's writing has a lot of great storytelling behind it and lots of energy. Somebody asked me on, the, on their email when they were saying, can I write about this particular fabric? And they said, oh, how long do you want it to be? And we're not normally particularly strict on those types of guidelines anyway, mm. because usually people kind of say, say what they need to say and how long they need to say it. But for this one, I was particularly struck by how much it's easy to make blog posts, lots of pictures. So if you want to scroll through, it's easy to engage with yeah. and you kind of have to think too much, which is fine and has its place. But for these that there's a value in sitting and reading through and understanding and possibly following the links to something to find out a bit more about something or just to be walking down the street or in a shop or watching a TV show about something and to go, oh, that's that. That's that thing that I now know about because I spent a bit of time with it. It's nice. It is good. The other thing coming up, well, there's two more things coming up this week. One will be from me, which will have just come out by the time this goes to air, which is which is one of those posts where you scroll through and see the pretty pictures, which is a check-in with our So the Precious. So we haven't really done a lot on that this year because the whole idea was go find the fabric you're scared to cut into and make something, right? We just wanted to periodically touch base and showcase some of the makes that people have have posted on Instagram. So I spent a bit of time last week just scrolling through the hashtag and going, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. And so, yeah, that's there's just 10 sort of not quite picked at random because they're ones that made me go, oh, just checking in with the community on what they're making and hopefully encouraging people like me who might still have ambitions to sew the precious but haven't actually cut into the fabric they decided they were using at the beginning of the year. So There's a lot of planning that goes into sewing the precious, right? That's true. Yeah. And actually I feel like I need to just say that precious remains precious for a bit because the fabric I chose is like a wool, like a wool, a piece of wool, but it's got like 
most of it's gray and then there's like a big yellow stripe on it and a big stripe I think of orange and I was like this would be the most funky blazer or you know those things that are like jackets but they don't really have sleeves they're not quite a cape they're a bit more structured than a cape okay the Beverly cape from Patton Union's a little bit like one of those so I thought I would make something like that because it would be great for the office and so now I'm sitting here in my knit fabrics and jeans that I wear to work every day from Zoom thinking maybe my precious needs to be something that makes me a nice comfortable top rather than something that makes me a structured jacket. Your plan B. Yeah so I might try and I don't know pick a few fabrics and uh, get sewing on them. I've got some of the Atelier Brunette viscose fabric the Moonstone design that I've ages and ages ago and I keep looking at it and seeing people making things of it and going I should do something what will I do I can't possibly and then just you know panicking and running away I pledge to do that before the end of December let's put it that way Chloe you'll get there it's okay you'll get there (laughs) just come up with this whole year-long challenge for a whole community of people to try and force myself to use my stuff and I haven't quite got that yet but it's good I would encourage you to go check out the hashtag there's a bunch of really really gorgeous things that people have you know they've taken it off the shelf and they're wearing it and looking fantastic and feeling good so what's the hashtag again so the precious s-e-w so the precious yep yes good point (laughs) sorry i just throw it in there i just assume everyone does so but you know just in case i had to write something the other day about i had to write the word socialist as in the socialist workers party not socialists and I had to type it a couple of times on the computer and my fingers do not recognize how to spell that word I typed s-e-w far too many times it was bad it is what it is right yeah that's right so then the final thing we've got coming up this week is amazingly exciting and it's the first part of it's like a hybrid interview slash article about the social justice sewing academy so I think I've mentioned this before that it was coming up because I was quite excited about it. They are a group of largely volunteers and they they run projects with youths in various parts of America, Mm -hmm. largely through schools, as I understand it, some through universities. And it's a way of getting them to engage with a topic, largely that the students that they're working with have picked themselves. And then they they make art based on their discussion and their learning about the topic. But to make it really accessible, they don't sew. They use glue and whatever else to do fabric art, but not in the way you or I would think about it as somebody who sews necessarily. I think they make blocks out of kind of whatever they want to use. And then the volunteer part comes in also when they, they then send them to be embellished by a community of volunteers who sew. And so they might be quilted or embellished with embroidery and added to, and then they're made into quilts that are, showcased in various forums like quilt shows or museums or cultural centers really is a way of engaging young people in sewing and fiber arts but more importantly a way of amplifying their voices and the things that they care about to engage actually the rest of us really. Amelia who's one of our temporary editors was she did an originally intending to do an interview and they talked and talked and talked and it was all kind of amazing And we could have transcribed it, but actually it becomes this, you know, like when you're talking to somebody, right? You you, you circle back around and you qualify something and it becomes a really long post. And so we kind of wondered whether we could 
try something a bit new for us, which was to take an interview as the basis for an article. I've taken Amelia's interview and said, this bit I could summarise into a paragraph that just sort of describes the process, but then I can quotes from the interview all the way through to make sure that we actually hear the story as their founder wants to and director wants to tell it and to make sure we get the kind of the colour and movement of the interview, which is just a fascinating listen. So part one comes up on Wednesday and it tells you all about what they do and why they do it and why it was founded and and then part two goes into a little bit more about the reception that the work gets and how the quilting community in particular deals with seeing this some sometimes quite confronting content about Black Lives Matter and police brutality and being gay or transgender or you know whatever it is that young people have chosen to talk about. So in a way you're taking the story that they're trying to say through fibre arts and put it into words for us to understand. (laughs) Sorry that's too deep. Well it's just a big responsibility right I think um I think if people if people learned a bit about something that was um, I think conceived as a really a really pure notion actually there's a really pure concept behind it of we need to amplify the voices of young people who are I think largely in kind of lower socioeconomic areas or or in certainly in public schools in various parts of of the communities they work with yeah and to listen to them and to hear what they have to say and to work out how they might connect with a whole other, just a whole other world, right? It's the same country, but quilting communities are quite traditional and quite, I think, just less likely, maybe not the modern quilt guilds, but certainly less likely to be exposed to kind of the idea that you might combine fibre art and protest, that you might talk about yeah. what it feels like to feel unsafe in your community in a, in a quilt, in, a, in that sort of expression. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea and one that... Yeah, writing the article was like a lovely experience for me to learn about what they do and to think about what it meant and to have a look at some of the quilts and that kind of thing. Just great. Yeah, it's going to be a good series of articles to read because knowing Amelia and our listeners have listened to Amelia, you know, she does really good research. All the editors do. So it's going to be a good series to stop and have a look at with a bit more detail. And it was nice, I think, that it was just Amelia that did that article because she's not based in the US. Mm. And I think she asked some questions. She asked some questions that someone who lives there might not. Or even that I might not, being in a country that is more like the US than maybe Italy and Japan are, which is where Amelia's been from or lived in recent years. So, yeah, it's good. It's great. So that will be on Wednesday. All right. That's great. Chloe, thanks for coming back onto the podcast for Socialists. You've given us a really good update about what has happened and what we've got to look forward to next. No problem. It's lovely to be here as always. Thank you again, Chloe, for being on the podcast and have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for the Socialists was produced for the Socialist team by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Chloe. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and from all good podcast apps. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.